The views in this do not necessarily reflect the views of WKNC, Student Media, or NCSU. You're listening to Eye on the Triangle on WKNC 88.1. Welcome to this week's Eye on the Triangle. The time is 7.03. It is Tuesday, June 2nd. And on behalf of the EOT team here at WKNC, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. I'm Michaela O'Connor. And I'm Ian Grice. So, on this day in history in 1935, Babe Ruth retired. In 1815, Philip Kearney, one of the most promising generals in the Union Army, was born in New York City. In 1954, Senator Joseph McCarthy claims that communists have infiltrated the CIA and the atomics weapons industry. Although McCarthy's accusations created a momentary controversy, they were quickly dismissed as mere sensationalism from a man whose career was rapidly slipping away. On a more morbid note, in 1985, Leonard Lake is arrested near San Francisco, ending one of the rare cases of serial killers working together. Lake and Charles Nigg were responsible for a series of particularly brutal crimes against young women in California and the Pacific Northwest during the mid-1980s. Additionally, we have a community calendar. On June 6th, the Hepcat scavenger hunt begins at 1 p.m. in downtown Raleigh. June 11th through the 13th, City Camp NC will be happening. If you're interested, Chris Matthews and Jason Hibbets are the people to contact. June 13th through the 14th, the TAD Hackathon will be on Centennial Campus. The TAD Hackathon is a global communications app that's being hosted in Raleigh and Chicago this year. For the rest of the Eye on the Triangle, tonight we have a team that plays second in the Code to Art Challenge with the Music Visualizer in the studio with us. For those of you who do not know, the Code to Art Challenge was sponsored by Christie Digital Systems. And it's a competition that asks for students to create large-scale, data-driven, generative artwork to display in the Hunt Library. The Pearl Immersion Theater was where the artwork would be displayed. The team had an article published about them in the CMJ, the College Musical Music Journal, and consists of Cameron Dolacek, Harrison Wideman, and Colin Keese. Neil Grantham and Dylan Stein couldn't be here in the studio today. Please introduce yourselves. What's up? My name is Cameron. I go by Muta uh, on WKNC. I am the After Hours Music Director. My show is 8 to 10 on Wednesdays. Hello. My name is Harrison Wideman. Uh, I go by... DJ Space Captain Wildman sometimes. 
I'm around. Um, I study computer science. Uh, my name is Colin, and my DJ name is Chief Keys. My show is actually right after this from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, and I am a sophomore in industrial design. So, tell us about... Sorry about that. So, tell us about your music visualizer. What does it do? So, the music visualizer uh, takes in the internet stream from uh, us that we're making. Some of you are probably listening to it right now. And it analyzes those frequencies and then it creates visuals that react to the music. And so uh, Harrison can kind of explain the general aesthetic and the way the visualizer looks. Uh, so basically we tried our best to capture Raleigh's skyline. Um, so we have silhouettes of the buildings and then we have birds that fly throughout the sky. Uh, they're representative representative of um, the viewers that are currently streaming online. Uh, and then we have clouds. We have different colored backgrounds. Uh, oh. The birds react, and the windows of the buildings also react to frequencies uh, found in the music. So as uh, each building, um, we have the D.H. Hill, which is NC State's uh, library on its main campus. We have the Clarion Hotel. We have the uh, Wachovia building. We have the PNC building, and we have the BB&T building. Um, and the windows uh, fill up and light up uh, as they their respective frequencies, you know, uh, become more prominent in the in the music. Um, and then Harrison also talked about how the the background changes color. So we have the sky change color throughout the day to match our uh, different music formats. So like daytime, we got blue. Um, uh, underground, we got you know black to purple. Out, uh, chainsaw, we got you know red. <laughs> And Blood after man. hours, we got <laughs> we got orange to match our our schedule. So, what was the inspiration for the background? Usually, I understand uh, music visualizers will be like just bars going up and down. Uh, this seems yeah. like a departure from that. So, uh, I worked primarily with the visual design on this project, and I decided that. Because WKNC is like so close to Raleigh and our influences and who we influence, that we wanted our visual, a visual, our visualizer to like reflect that. So we decided to incorporate the skyline of both state and the surrounding area of Raleigh to show that mm -hmm. interdependency sort of deal. And music, music is so central to everything we do here, and so. Naturally, we knew like we wanted to make a music visualizer, um, so that we're using sound and music to drive the animation because that's that's what drives us here to keep going and sharing. So I I thought it was very interesting. You guys chose to do a music visualizer, and you're all DJs, past DJs, <laughs> uh, involved with the station. Um, how did you come together to see? Ooh, I can get. Cameron and I had a class together last semester, and he came to me telling me about the uh, contest, the competition, the code art competition. Um, and so we were just bouncing ideas around, and then suddenly it was the end of that semester, and suddenly we were having meetings and like actually writing up a proposal for this thing. We had drawings, uh, and then we set to work once we got accepted. Yeah, I went to the initial interest meeting for the code art program. Um, and very quickly, I knew that A, I was going to need a lot of help, uh, and B, 
I would get a lot of help at WKNC. I knew there would be a lot of people who uh, would be, you know, willing and interested to help. Um, and I think this our our team size of five kind of goes to show that the like the first place winner was just was just one guy, and his 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 thing was really awesome. But I imagine it was probably a lot more stressful and hard doing it by himself versus you know having four other people to to work with. Definitely. Yes. So what were all of your different roles in uh, the project? I understand that there was a five-man team, and did you all do the same thing? Did you all work together? Uh, what were the different roles, and how did you divide the work? Yes. Yeah. So I was the project manager. Um, I'm the one who kind of coordinated with Hunt Library uh, when we would test things, uh, you know, kept the group together, um, and I also did... Uh, a big bulk of the programming. Yeah. Uh, so I was the lead designer. Um, I sort of was the guy throwing a lot of ideas out there of like what we wanted the final product to look like, you know, what was feasible um, with coding early on. And then I also uh, shared a great deal of the uh, development with Cameron. And I worked on all the Illustrator files for the buildings themselves, and I worked on the sketches and some of the idea process stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the other guys, uh, they served as advisors, I guess. Yeah, uh, like like Neil Neil had a big hand in helping write the. So um, on the on the visualizer, we have a a pretty big bar that's explaining you know what what this is the viewer is looking at who we are at WKNC, where they can um, find the, the code source for this project because it's open source um, and it's hosted on GitHub. And so, like, uh, he, he did a big part in that. And, you know, uh, Dylan also, you know, just kind of gave his input and uh, was a pretty big help as well in the, in the kind of where the programming was going to go. So the code to art thing... You just decided you wanted to to do a music visualizer. What what made you want to do a music visualizer? Like, what was the the inspiration behind that? Like, why music? Why a visualizer? We had a couple of different ideas. Uh, we had a couple of different ideas. I mean, like, we were, we were just sort of talking about stuff. Like, oh, what if we mapped all of the Wi-Fi and Hunt Library and like showed where people were based on that or like how much data was being pushed through hunt based on that information but that requires a lot of expensive sensors and probably knowledge that we didn't have time to gain (laughs) while studying and in the end like we're we're a radio station like we when we're when we're thinking about you know what data sources can we pull from i mean our playlist and the number of streamers and the, the actual stream itself just seemed so so easy and natural for us to do. Um, plus, it it really uh, kind of gave a lot of meaning for people to to view it. Uh, I mean, you know, if it was just kind of if it was something else, like it might be cool at first, but this is something you can pull up, and you know, at the very least, you're getting our stream, um, and you know, at the most, you're 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 viewing and kind of seeing things react to the stream. So you just listed out your roles. There were five of you. Did each of you have a different vision for where you wanted the music visualizer to go? I think initially we all just kind of like got together and we listed out a bunch of ideas and we weren't really, we weren't really like set on anything at, at any point or 
initially we we just kind of like threw as many ideas out as possible and then just refined them together and it was a consensus like a very very clear consensus yeah. we knew what we wanted to do maybe maybe one of the biggest kind of design decisions was moving away from kind of the standard itunes or windows media visualizer which is very abstract just kind of colors spinning and coming at you to moving something more concrete like showing a the raleigh skyline So is the, if there was uh, anything else that you could add to it, anything you could do differently, uh, what would what would each of you do? We have so many plans. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, it's it's done now. You can you can find it in Hunt Library at, in the Immersion Theater, um, which is for those of you who maybe don't know it by name. When you walk into Hunt Library through the turnstiles, uh, you have the ask desk on your left, and there's a big there's a big screen above that, and that's where the uh, the other code art piece is. Um, but if you walk a little past the ass desk, there's this little theater with a 21 by seven foot screen that's kind of kind of has a bit of a curve to it, um, and that's the immersion theater. And so you can currently view it there right now. But uh, our next big goal is to make it more uh, web friendly so that anyone can come and find it on our website because right now it's sized for a 21 by seven foot screen, which uh, is yeah. is kind of unwieldy for most people. Um, from that, we also want to start customizing the different genres. Yeah, uh, okay, so when we were like planning, if you look at our base sketch, this sort of ties into the last question, if you look at our base sketch that we submitted with our proposal, it isn't like radically different from what we actually ended up uh, coming up with. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we, ha we have the skyline, but uh, and we have the birds that represent the streamers, and so we want to start turning turning these things to match the genres. So you can imagine, uh, for like chainsaw, instead of having a bird, we have like flying eyeballs or dragons yeah. or something so pretty was, cool like yeah, that. Yeah, I was trying to say we had like a bunch of crazy ideas when we were starting, um, and they're all totally feasible. We just didn't necessarily have the time to get them done before the end of the competition. Uh, so we really just had to get like the vanilla basics in there. Flying eyeballs, dragons. I really want it to rain blood <laughs> during the metal blocks. We, we want to make like after hours really kind of weird and abstract. Yeah. You can like, put anything in the sky during after hours. We're talking like having Pac-Mans shooting through the sky, <laughs> gobbling uh, white circles. <laughs> Colin, is there anything uh, that you would change or add to it? No. <laughs> what they said yeah i mean yeah but yeah it is open source and like the data that we get is so easy to get but you can do so much with it like we can do so much with just the analyzation of the frequency of the sound passing through our program um, and something i guess we, ha we haven't really mentioned yet is it's all javascript and so for those of you who, who are kind of unfamiliar with programming javascript is the programming language for the web so whenever whenever you open up like a html page um, if there's any kind of code running in your browser, it's JavaScript. So essentially, we just have a, a canvas, and then we're using JavaScript to say, you know, draw a circle here, um, you know, place place our building image here, make the make the background this color. Yeah, it's all just one continuous loop that changes frame by frame. It's really cool when you sort of <laughs> you, you can kind of imagine like a movie. A movie is a bunch of uh, still images shown to you very quickly. So we we draw one still image. And then we draw another still image, um, and we just keep doing that really quickly. Yeah. 
So when you say it uh, used to be, or well, it is open source. So the people who are viewing it can go in and make their own images. Yeah, right. sure. <laughs> so um, it's hosted on the NC State GitHub um, at go.ncsu slash wkncviz. And if you go there, you can you can see our, our code. You can, you can download it yourself, um, and you can start making changes, uh, adding images, changing colors. Um, if you're you're pretty new to uh, programming, it's it's a good way to kind of see you know how how a project like this works and fits together. Just don't criticize us for our commenting, please. <laughs> So you said that you uh, were trying to get it resized uh, to f- to fit a web screen instead of a giant iPearl immersion screen. Um, is there in- any way that you can actually view it online currently? Uh, <laughs> technically, yeah. You can find it online at wknc.org slash viz slash library. But when you load it, it's going to be pretty huge because it's, like I said, scaled for a 21 by 7 foot screen. But uh, if you open up it, open it up in Google Chrome, zoom all the way out, and refresh the page, assuming you know you're not on like some little netbook or something, <laughs> you should be able to see it. Uh, yeah. It's just it's not it's not very wieldy right now to just say put it on put it up on the uh, public website and say here you go. Doesn't give it justice. Right. Yet. Yeah. So we we just need to scale it down and make it uh, more optimized for you know most web browsers. Yeah. We're going to be right back with the team that made the music visualizer and the code to art challenge after this break. Hey, this is Brian. And Mikey. And Pat. From from Weezer. Weezer. And you are listening to WKNC. 88.1 FM Rally. You got good backy out there, Rally. The NC State University Fire Marshal's office would like to encourage you to practice safe grilling. Never leave your grill unattended. Always grill outdoors and well away from buildings, decks, and overhangs. Keep your grill clean by removing grease buildup. Follow these simple rules for a safe grilling season. For more safety tips or information, visit ncsu.edu slash ehs slash fire and follow them on Twitter and Facebook for a fire safety tip a day. This announcement is a public service of 88.1 WKNC. The North Carolina Museum of Art in Raleigh presents singer-songwriter Neko Case on Friday, June 19th at 8 p.m. For this concert, Neko Case brings songs from her newest album, The Worst Things Get, The Harder I Fight, The Harder I Fight, The More I Love You. This performance is part of the museum's outdoor summer concert series. The North Carolina Art Museum is located at 2110 Blue Ridge Road in Raleigh. More details can be found at ncartmuseum.org. This message is a public service of 88.1 WKNC. They're dirty. Hello, everyone. This is Mac DeMarco of Mac DeMarco fame. Uh, you're listening to WKNC. Uh, bless you. Have a blessed day. I uh, hope the weekend's great. Welcome back. For you just now joining us, we're here with the team that made the music visualizer for the Code to Art Challenge. Can you introduce yourselves? So, my name is Cameron. I was the project lead. Uh, I go by Muta. My show is Tuesday, or Wednesdays, 8 to 10. Um, I'm a rising fifth-year computer science student. Hi, my name is Harrison. 
I study computer science and I did development and design for our project. My name is Colin. My show is actually, I'm Chief Keys is my DJ name and my show is actually coming up right after this at eight o'clock. And on this project, I helped with design stuff. Yeah. I should also mention that as your host, my name is Ian Grice. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here in the studio with Michaela O'Connor. So what was your favorite part of this project? Honestly, just like the, the fact that we have something in Hunt Library playing hip hop or metal or something like whenever whatever we're playing on the air is playing in hunt library when it's when it's up and for two two weeks after it first launched it, that was the only thing that played now there's a lot of other things and you would have to go and you know select select you know i want to play the music visualizer but for two weeks we just had hip-hop and metal and after hours just like bumping in the library and that alone was like pretty gratifying yes um, my favorite part was uh, learning the entire program of Adobe Illustrator, which I had previously had like pretty much no experience in. And uh, this competition was kind of like a jump start to me using that program. And I've actually used it other times too and made money from it. So it's been pretty awesome. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite part well, I learned a lot about programming, uh, but my favorite part was working with code in like a visual sense and just programming for, you know, a visual medium. Uh, it was really cool because you like see everything instantly. Like you write a line of code and you're like, oh, no, that bird isn't flying how I want it to. Something is terribly wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it both kind of it, for Harrison and I, it solidified that this this is more of the the type of computer science and programming we want to do in the future, um, more art-centered, more more visual aesthetics versus, you know, in a lot of the, a lot of the stuff you have to do in the computer science curriculum here, it it's very uh, it's very stifling. Kind of, yeah, it's stifling. <laughs> no. It's very like algorithms and math and and engineering and it doesn't it doesn't kind of feed this artistic creativity that like people like Harrison and I really really want. Uh, yeah, I loved it. If you approach it with like a design perspective, it's cool. I feel like an arch architect or something. Like, <laughs> and I so we launched we launched this project April fifteenth, and April sixteenth, Google Chrome, which is the main browser <laughs> we support this with, had a security update that like broke the way we analyzed the stream. And so I spent I spent like twelve hours almost trying to figure out how to fix it and what. <laughs> changed and stuff and i think that kind of just goes to show how cutting edge this is the fact that you know the things we're doing are being like a they're kind of hacky but uh, <laughs> be kind of <laughs> be uh, we're, we're so like on the cutting edge that you know things that google is updating is affecting us <laughs> um and you you talked about the birds a little min a minute ago uh you were talking about how uh, if you're coding incorrectly, uh, the the bird isn't going to be flying right. It's not going to look right. Um, and I understand that they're not actually called birds. So, we, yeah, we, we call them voids um, for bird-like object. Uh, it's kind of a, I guess, like a art of AI term, a, a programming term um, for 
for objects that you you do program to kind of flock together and you know represent birds um and we went we, we went with boyd because uh you know right now we have birds but eventually it's going to be more than just a bird it, it could be you know dragons or you know <laughs> what what have you once we start adding on more to it so we went with a, kind of the more general word for them Yes. So, how has the uh, the music visualizer been received on or around campus? So, it's it's honestly been really, really great. It's cool. I've seen people, like, stop and stare at it, and I've had people tell me that, like, they looked at it for a really long time, where <laughs> they're like, oh, whoa, that's what you did, or whatever. Yeah, like, the, the first night it, it was open, uh, after everyone had gone and left, Harrison and I just were kind of sitting in there, and... We were watching one of the security guys before he started a shift, just in there listening to the music, sketching out, you know, some of the pieces of it. Uh, it was really cool seeing, like, this little two-, three-year-old girl, like, running around chasing the birds. And <laughs> um, We've also we've uh, had a interview in College Music Journal, which was pretty big. CMJ is who we report our, you know, top-played top music to, what music we add to. It's, you know, essentially kind of what ties all of college music together um and the fact that we had an interview in there i, th- I think is pretty awesome go cameron yeah <laughs> um so is there anywhere that you uh you hope to bring this in the future the uh, music visualizer so i mean like we said we we're working on making it smaller and more sized for general general you know, use so that we can put it up on our on our public website so that people can see it. Um, we've had off- offers from CMJ to show it off at CMJ Festival. Um, I, uh, I I really want to give a talk at um, College Broadcasting Inc. Conference, uh, which this year is in October in Indianapolis, and um, use this as a uh, kind of a way to show other radio stations that things like this are possible, um, that you can you can take uh, you can take very different approaches to showing off your college's radio station, you know, other than shows and you know the kind of normal things you would associate with a radio station. Personally. Uh this kind of gave me all this new insight because I had taken a computer science class before where I learned like basic Java, but I've forgotten most of that until I started working on this project and it kind of opened up all these doors of possibility when it comes to art. Like I, I had always kind of thought of art in like a traditional sort of sense where it was like painting or just creating something physical and creating it yourself with your own thought process and doing this kind of open the doors to generative art where it's kind of like you make something that makes something, which I think is like really, really cool. And it's sort of, yeah, it's like, it's something like that's changing. This is something that's like only really been available to people within like recent years to create with. And it's only going to get more and more prevalent um, as, as more buildings have, have these screens to, to show content on, um, you, it, it takes a lot of work to schedule things to play on those screens. And so more and more people are turning to generative art so that, you know, you have something and you can put this thing on there, but it's still going to be changing and, uh, still going to keep interesting even after, you know, weeks of it being up there. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so we're, we want to scale it down, like we've talked about. We want to make it, like, adapt to your browser window, so it's, like, the exact size. Uh, and it'd be really cool to see it on mobile, but not sure how feasible that is <laughs> at this point. One can hope. One yes. can hope. <laughs> I hope one day that I can go on my student media app. Oh. I think Apple will have to catch up. And to go our... on WKNC <laughs> and, and look at this music visualizer. Yeah. So, uh, can you explain the science in a little bit more, in, in, layman, in layman's terms, <laughs> uh, how it works, how people can, can get at it? So, we take the music stream, um, like as some of you are probably listening to the stream through your computer or the student media app right now, we take that stream and we break it down into some data points and those data points are represent the range of frequencies uh, in the in the music and um, we take those data points and so the birds kind of you know pulse and grow to the lower frequencies the different buildings in the skyline they light up their windows kind of like you would normally picture you know the the kind of frequency bars for a music visualizer they they light up in that sense like on your stereo the little LED lights that go up and down yeah but we we map it to the the windows um, and so we, basically we just, you know, take the, the frequency and we say, you know, this frequency is this amount, make this object, you know, relatively that big. Yeah. Colin, do you mind uh, explaining how you chose the, uh, the buildings in the background, why you chose those specific buildings of downtown Raleigh? Well, um, I actually, like, did illustrator for most of the buildings in the city but i only chose the like most prominent buildings uh to put the actual lights in so it draws attention to them um and i've lived in raleigh my entire life so i like to think i kind of know which buildings are, <laughs> are, are, are like the significant ones or like the tall ones the ones that you like you orient yourself uh in the city by looking at and I also kind of did that on State's campus. Like I had the uh, the tri towers on there, but without lights and the bell tower is like pretty yeah. central. Yeah, just like it is in real life. Hey, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty cool. We had some trouble figuring out like what perspective we wanted to look at the buildings yeah. from, um, and because we had a changing background we had to figure out like what color we wanted the buildings to be and so we ended up going with like a very very dark gray almost black kind of um, they, they essentially make a silhouette yeah and they sort of uh like i don't know the perspective sort of like chain changes as if they're like bowing out kind of i yeah. guess yeah <laughs> two ideas for you if you ever decide to change anything which it's pretty good i know you're changing a lot of things but Top down, looking at the buildings from the top down, always great. That could be cool. It always, they all look like squares <laughs> <laughs> from the top down. Yeah. Uh, or having the buildings move. Yeah. Be. Should we tell you how we draw the building? <laughs> <laughs> Since we're talking about top down buildings. <laughs> well, I mean, so Colin designed the buildings and he made it so that the, uh, we pretty much just saved them as an image um, to where the, the cutouts in in them are are clear, so we can just draw bars behind it, and those bars light up the windows since the windows are just cut out and blank. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, what were what were your guys' least favorite parts of the project? 
I'm for me it was definitely learning Illustrator because <laughs> I I've spent like so much time like drawing and thinking about what I wanted to make and then just that barrier of my vision to the like limit the physical limitations of Illustrator um, and like all these little like it was the little things. It was like, there would be points where like I could not get a line to go like vertical by like putting it from point to point when it really should have been easy. And I had to like, it would be like there, it should have been like one step. Like if I were drawing it by hand, it would have just been drawing a line, but instead I had to draw like three lines, trim one and then delete a bunch of it. And it was just like very, very finicky at first. But once I got into the group of it and I like learned how to best do it all, it became like pretty easy. So, but yeah, that was it. I'm trying to think of something. The honestly, probably my least favorite part was like so. We, the, it launched on April 15th, and then April 16th, yeah. Google, Google rolled out some updates to Chrome that <laughs> broke the way we were analyzing it. And so I spent probably way too long trying to figure out why the nothing was reacting to our music. Yeah, the birds were flying, but there was they weren't or. Were they? Yeah, they weren't pulsing. Nothing was moving. There was no music, <laughs> and it, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. But outside of that, probably the hardest part was making the birds themselves. Oh yeah, that's my favorite story about this, or my favorite thing that we did. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna leave so this we a story about the <laughs> about the birds that you would like to share with us. We were like. Uh, well, we want to put birds in the sky for daytime because what flies in the sky during daytime? You can't have 36 airplanes like jetting across the sky. So we wanted to have these birds flocking and then that gives us room to like take that model that we developed for those birds and then apply it to, you know, whatever else we've been talking about, like paper airplanes or Pac-Mans or whatever. <laughs> And so what we ended up doing was we, we had to find a way to represent the bird in a 2D manner, um, but it had to be interesting enough to, like, want to look at it. So it had to have 3D qualities, pretty much. It couldn't just be, you know, that, like, kind of V-bird you see in, like, yeah. sketches. That, that wouldn't be very interesting at yeah, all. Yeah, you can't just have, like, Vs just idly floating across the screen and getting bigger. They, like, there's no motion or anything there. <laughs> um so what what we ended up doing was like drawing it with code. Um, uh, Harrison Harrison made the initial uh, design, and it's very kind of origami looking. It looks like you know if you if you made like an origami crane, that's that's kind of the shape of this bird. And so he made it in Illustrator, and then we probably spent five or six hours <laughs> one one Thursday Friday night just sitting, you know, trying to figure out how do we turn this shape in Illustrator into a shape in code. I think I was working on programming homework and like Cameron's just sitting there frantically trying to figure out like where to place these dots on the thing <laughs> and like dictating what we should do. <laughs> it was, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked turned out. But yeah, so we sort of gave a little depth. That's, that's where the most depth is, I believe, visually, as far as dimensions go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you guys would like to tell me about the uh, the music visualizer and the work that you guys put into it? Honestly, it was like a dream come true. Like when I I, I went to, into Hunt Library the morning it opened, and just seeing all those screens around, like I knew I wanted to make something 
Um, and the fact that I got to not only do that, but I got to do it uh, for WKNC and something that's going to stick around and help um, promote the station for a long time to come uh, is pretty amazing. Uh I don't know. I just, I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot and I had fun learning. Um, and it's stuff that's very relevant to like what I want to be doing with, uh, what I learn at this wonderful university. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I was just challenged to pretty much, I, I'm used to being surrounded by people who do design all the time and, getting like thrown in this environment where I'm working with computer programmers and like it was, it's just so different from what I'm used to. And it was, it was a lot of fun to be around different kinds of people and to like create something collaboratively with people who are experts in other fields. Well, I want to thank the team that made the music visualizer on the code to art challenge for being with me on the studio. That's all we have for you this evening. As always, if you have heard anything that you liked, you hated, or anything that made you think, let us know and tweet us at wknc.org underscore EOT, where you can also catch up on more local news. Also, be sure to check out our blog at blog.wknc.org, where you can also catch our podcast and download it. After Hours with Chief Keese is up next at 8. And you can catch another episode of Eye on the Triangle next week right here on WKNC. For Eye on the Triangle, I'm Ian Grice. And I'm Michaela O'Connor. Good night and good luck.